This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Hello, Mike Kako. Welcome to a new episode of What's Going You Went, where we start every conversation with that question. I'm Ron Mizutani, and today we're talking all things spam. I want to welcome Scott Gamble to the program. Scott is Vice President of LH Gamble. Since 1950, LH Gamble has represented Hormel Food Corporation in Hawaii, and that's the Dudes who bring spam to the islands. Hello, Scott. Welcome to the program. Uh, thanks for having me. Good to see me. you, brother. Great um, to see you. Before we get started, I got to ask, what school you went? Uh, I went to Punahou. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, but the buff and blue, represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I, I went to Punahou 13 years and then uh, off to school in the mainland, but I, I love my time at Punahou and all my best friends here in Hawaii are still my friends from then, so. For sure. Yeah. High school is that, that way. I mean, you oh, can yeah. go to the Midwest for school, you can go LCC, for, but when, when it comes to lifelong friendships, yeah. that's where it's made. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I was on the mainland for about 10 years after high school and met some great people up there, but came back home and it was like got right back in the groove with all the mm-hmm. the friends that I have here. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I won't hold that against you, being, <laughs> being a Punahou grad. Uh, I make fun of, you, of Punahou, but I, oh, my yeah. dear friends are Punahou. Yeah, yeah. You know, Kamehameha will always uh, be a rival. But, you know, I, for those who are listening in podcast land, um, before we jump into uh, the all-important spam, uh, Scott Gamble, and, and I know you're – you're going to be very humble about this, but at one time, one of the greatest paddlers on this planet. Ah, wow. uh, I mean, seriously, you, you accomplished so much, winning uh, winning so many uh, individual and team competitions in long distance canoe racing, to stand up paddling. What's the history with the family when it comes to canoe paddling and yeah. and uh, just your you know your experience in the ocean? How does it change you as a man? Yeah, you know, I, I think I you know I grew up obviously here and, and paddled, uh, surfed a lot and, and paddled. Paddling was kind of a, another area that you could just enjoy the ocean. And so I, after college, I, I came back, you know, and, and I kind of got obsessed with it where I just, it just was the best feeling to get off work and then go paddle with your friends. And then, you know, it was just a, a great lifestyle. And I think I have the personality where I, I like to do things to the fullest and from a competitive standpoint I'm I'm a pretty competitive person so I kind of dove all in to paddling whether it was you know six man one man I got really into stand up paddling um did all the races I mean it was something that I kind of uh like I said I was obsessed with um and then you know got married had kids <laughs> and then you kind of evolve and and there's certain parts of your life you have to change yeah. And and that was the one that obviously was the most flexible. I still had to work. I still had to be a good dad. And so I, I just do it recreationally now. But I really look back on those times and, God, it was a fun time. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the the paddling community in Hawaii is top notch. I mean, you meet so many different people, um, so many different backgrounds, culture, you know, and going to Tahiti, um, Australia, and then even going to California and seeing how passionate they are about paddling. It's a the awesome community. I know you know yeah. the, the, the same thing. So, I mean, I was fortunate to do it and do it here, you know, and paddle with some great teams, great, great teammates and uh, good coaches. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'll be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> I, I, uh, 
I'm competitive as heck as well. Uh, and, and during my years of paddling, I got sick of looking at your back. Uh, <laughs> and no, 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 no offense. But um, yeah, when Outrigger would come by and blow by most of our teams, uh, I would see Scott Gamble oftentimes sitting in seat number two. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. but mainly the fact that, you know, you were with uh, a great bunch of guys who yeah. are still very much friends of mine as well yeah. as well. So now that you're in fatherhood, Yep, you got to balance that, but you also you also balance your role with the company. This has been a family affair. I mean, gra- Grandpa. Yeah. T- take yeah. us back in time. How did how yeah. did Spam come to Hawaii? Yeah, so you know, my Grandpa was um, from North Dakota, wow. and uh, he was uh, in the Navy, and so he was in the Pacific Fleet. And then when the war was winding down, he was flying back through. Uh, maybe he caught the boat through Hawaii, and then he was going to be going back to the mainland. And then he met my grandma. Um, she's from Kohala, and uh, they met here. And and he never left. Wow! And so he was working for a guy that was um, selling Hormel products, which is spam. And and at that time, you know, spam was a big item for the troops, right? Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. the meat, you know, uh, rationing and uh, the fact that it was shelf stable. So he was super familiar with with the product, and uh, obviously liked it a lot. And so. Um, he was trying to figure out what he was going to be doing in Hawaii, you know, to uh, to raise a family and, and put food on the table. And so he thought, wow, I really want to be the representation for spam out here. And so he kind of just booked a ticket to the mainland and then caught a train from California to Minnesota where Hormel's headquarters are. And he just knocked on the door unannounced and just said, hey, I'm from Hawaii and wow. I want to represent you guys out there. And then that's been it for you know, till now. And, and quite honestly, we didn't really have a, a true, you know, written contract in place with Hormel till about 15 years ago. It was no just a, kidding. it was a handshake wow. deal. And, uh, you know, Hormel is an awesome company mm-hmm. and, and they really feel like family to us. So it's just been a really good fit. Wow. But so, yeah, thanks to, thanks to, you grandpa. Know, to grandpa for, yeah. for doing that and, and, and seeing the potential, you know, and then obviously <laughs> he put a lot of hard work into yes, it as well. Course. Yeah. Yeah. Lester Gamble Sr. Yes, sir. Navy veteran. And yep. um, fell in love with a local girl and never left. Never left. Never yeah. left. And then, yeah, they, they moved to the Big Island and he retired there. And, yeah. So it's such a cool story. Um, you know, the dad came. Yep. Dad Hoagie, well-known in this community as a very uh, philanthropic man, uh, gives back to the community in a very good way, in a big way. Um, he took over. Yep. And, and, did, and ran with it. I mean, you folks have really, you and, are you, is your brother still helping? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, so you and brother Craig are, are still leading the charge now, if you will, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a you know a really fun time. I moved back in 2005. My brother had just been here, and then you know my dad really was the the growth behind the company. I've you know my grandfather started it, but my dad really um, did such a great job of, of growing the company and, and finding new lines to represent um, out here. And so now we've got the three of us, and my dad you know, still comes in every day and <laughs> it's really good to have them there. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good family dynamic, um, for our small business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and spam has evolved. Your dad took it to a different level, but so has spam, right? Spam. Totally. Uh, Hormel really saw the, um, you know, I mean, they, they're, they, they're grateful for Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, we are, yeah, no, we are I mean, the big consumers, right? Big consumer. Yeah. I think, you know, within the, you know, the 50 states were the highest consumption per, per capita, uh, Guam, you know, is next level, but no I mean, they have a, a smaller, you know, population base, but, 
But yeah, Hawaii is still a, a leader when it comes to um, consumption. And uh, yeah, people out here love it. And we also have, you know, the tourists that come. So we have our population and then, you know, the hopefully we'll get back to a, you know, a decent, healthy number of tourists coming to the islands that get to experience spam. I mean, for them to see it on the menu at McDonald's or go into a 7-Eleven, you know, and there's spam right there, it gives them the chance to really try it right here in the element when they're on vacation. The truth is a lot of our mainland visitors don't really understand our love for spam. Yeah. Uh, and they're different types. What is How many varieties now? I knew at one well, time there was Pre-COVID there was 15. 15. And okay. then now they've kind of shrunk and, and they're producing more of the core flavors and mm-hmm. we're about six or seven now. Yeah. But it's, it'll grow back, you know, yeah. as we move out of COVID and the supply chain you know, challenges. I was trying to think. I remember one time we had, well, like teriyaki. Yep, uh, yep. Did, did we have Portuguese sausage once? Portuguese sausage. Is that still going? That's still going. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Those those have been kind of Hawaii-specific right. items. And then, uh, yeah, the, the, it, there's been a lot. Some really unique ones. We, we there Some of the other ones that have come up that haven't been produced, I think, you know, maybe down the line they'll be able to come out with some other ones that are exclusive just for Hawaii. Because, Hormel's got a special place in their heart for yep. everybody out here. Yeah. You know, my, my oldest boy lives and works in Minneapolis and um, very familiar with Spam's history in Minnesota, in yep. Minnesota, as they say. And um, <clears throat> several years ago, Lanai, t- uh, yeah, t- yeah. They, they went on the, the food truck race. And, um, <laughs> you know, one of the stops was Minneapolis. So he calls me, Lanai calls me up and says, Mizutani, I know your kid's up here. My, my son's a journalist in Minneapolis. And there's a lot of transplants, by the way, in Minnesota. And he said, have them rally all the locals because we're, we're coming and we need a big sell. So my son says he got there and it was just lines of people already because really? the, the coconut wireless took care of that. And they serve spam. Wow. They serve spam sandwiches and Maui potato chips, and they won the competition I, that I, day. That, that was awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, we love our spam. Yeah. We love our spam in Hawaii. <clears throat> I mean, I, I can honestly say I, I probably eat spam once a week. I'm about the same. Yeah. Yep. At yep. least. If it's spam and eggs, spam and onions. Yeah. But then for you having it once a week, there's somebody out there that's having it, you know, a lot more than once a week, right. too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, um, Less sodium spam, yep. is it still uh, a good seller? Yeah, that's our yeah. number one. So number one all the, still. Yeah. All the spam that you're going to see in like the food service sides of the business, you know, like the McDonald's, 7-Eleven, Zippies, that's all less sodium. Yeah. And so that helps, you know, kind of boost that item. But um, it's about 50-50 in total between less sodium and classic. Yeah. But there's some high-end restaurants now that are making spam yeah. dishes. Yeah, you know, I've read about some in in New York and San Francisco, and they're <laughs> they're integrating it into their their menus. And then, you know, we're going to be having you know the spam jam. Thank you, right? Thank you. Which we have it's been canceled, every year, yeah. except you know with COVID. But we're going to have a, a different um, application this year that's going to be more restaurant centric. Okay. So it's going to be activated with all the restaurants in Waikiki for that one week. Like it's going to be like a spam restaurant week. Oh, neat night. Nice. So the thir- <laughs> third week in April. Okay, so we're still on for that. Yeah. <clears throat> is it going to be on Kalakaua or is it going to be a different? Yeah, it's going to be just within the restaurant community in Waikiki. So, okay. yeah, it yeah. won't be an actual street festival this year. I think hopefully we'll get back to that next year. We Definitely, yeah. Yeah, that's a great event. Awesome. Event. <clears throat> great and, event. and it, you know, benefits oh, boy, food you know, a lot of different, you know, charities and, and obviously the food bank, yeah. yeah. And um, all, all transparency, you are a board member of Hawaii Food Bank and yeah, do, yeah, that's do a, great work there. So. I mean, as you know, yeah, that's uh, an amazing organization that has so much need, especially now more than ever. Yeah. 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 
Thank you for your good work and yeah. your, your giving back that way as well. Um, you know, to think <laughs> in Hawaii at least, because I mean, a lot of people don't know the history of how spam got here. Right. And and here here's this man from North Dakota who fell in love with a local girl and <laughs> brought it here. Yeah. And it was at World War II, like you said, the, the, the soldiers were eating that. So it wasn't foreign to our, our 442nd troops or either, right? Right. right. And yeah, you know, spam was. I, I, you know, yeah. I've, I've done a little research and then Hormel has a historical department that's mm-hmm. kind of dove a little deeper. And obviously my grandpa was pivotal in, in helping the, the logistical um, process of getting spam out here outside of, you know, the military. But really it was when, the, you know, the war was going on out here where, uh, spam was really feeding the troops, and then it got integrated into our local culture. So, and I, I've heard heard an interesting story about why it got um, introduced to our local culture, and it had to do with the fishing boats and the fishing fleet that was in Hawaii at the time. And after Pearl Harbor happened, the fishing fleet in Hawaii was Japanese owned. Yeah, and so the government shut down the fishing fleet, and so those guys would go out and go fish, but they couldn't sell the fish at auction. And the troops had all this spam, which I'm sure they loved, but they were only eating spam and, and the uh, fishermen were only eating fish. So they did a lot of trading Trade. and bartering. Wow. And then that how, you know, really, I think that's how it, you know, became interwoven in our community and culture. Wow. That's a great story. Yeah. I didn't know that's that. That's a great story. <laughs> I don't know if somebody would feel the same, you know, giving one a pucka pucka for uh, right. spam, but, but uh, I know that some people think spam is like prime rib too. So, I mean, if you're having onaga every night, right. then right, maybe yeah. spam will taste good. Spam's not so bad at, yeah. at all, you know, and spam musubis are part of every day's menu. And, yeah. you know, uh, we could do a whole segment on what school you went just on spam musubi. What's the future though? I mean, when you look at, <clears throat> you know, staying competitive and, and keeping uh, ahead of the game, if you will, yep. uh, what's, what's, What's next for Hormel and what's next for Yeah, um, you know, Hormel's done a really Campbell. good job um, as a company, just really diversifying. They've, they've bought other, other companies that help them uh, expand themselves outside of just the can. You know, they've bought Skippy Peanut Butter and, and Justin's to get into the specialty side. Um, and really just trying to diversify, which I think most companies are doing generally. Um, but for Spam as the brand, I think that we always want to make sure that we um, – stay connected to the local culture out here and support that and support our local retailers. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the local retailers are really the reason why spam is so popular as, you know, today, you know, all these chains have been out here for, you know, generations and have supported the brand. Um, spam is a great item for them too, because it helps draw customers yeah. into the store. Right. And I think that's always going to be important for spam to make sure that we have that draw to keep the retailers um, and that partnership strong. It's so very important to our community. Yeah. yeah so yeah. very important to our community. And and uh, a, a true story, Scott. So when I first got to Hawaii Food Bank and I, uh, in my capacity, one of the things that I wanted to do was to promote, and, and, and this is, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but promote better food, healthy solutions. Sure. Because nutrition and, and is all part of that. Yep. And um, – so what I proposed initially was, okay, we're, we're, we're not going to purchase any more ramen. We'll still take that as donations because people love ramen. Right. But right. we're not going to – that's high in sodium, blah, blah, blah. And we're not going to purchase any more spam. Yeah. Uh, we'll take that as donations, but we're not going to actively use a donor's money into purchasing spam. I can't. 
<laughs> I can't even tell you what people were like. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. Or do you want to be shot? I was like, no, uh, no. I, but, you know, I was, that was my hope was to try and drive the conversation to better health. Right. I mean, I think there's a value proposition for yeah. spam, a versatility, right, usage. Um, but I agree with you. I think even Hormel would agree with you, too. I mean, you look at how they've started to diversify their portfolio into better for you products. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that there's always going to be a place for spam, maybe not, you know, every day or, you know, but, it, but it's going to have a place as far as being a treat. You yeah. Know, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. We, we, um, you know, look forward to the spam jam returning to Waikiki, but more importantly, just, you know, continuing to find ways to, to feed our families and, um, and make people happy. Cause I tell you what, when I fry up a spam yeah. and I throw it on that, you know, hot rice and a little furukake. Takes you back, right? I am. I'm at, I'm at, you know, I'm on Hanalei Beach, you know, having a, a you know, picnic or, or camping. It's just, it's just who we are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same, same. And every time I hear, you know, smell it, it's like, I'm, you yep. know, I'm a little kid, you know, yeah. my dad's making for us on Saturday morning. So. Yeah. Perfect. Well yeah. said. Well said. You know, now I get to see Scott Gamble face to face instead of his back. It's actually, you know, <laughs> not, not so bad. Hey, good luck to you. Get in the ocean when you can. Yes, sir. Thank when you so you much. Can. And uh, good to have you. And congratulations on, on your parenthood and, you know, growing up to be such a good man to oh, this thanks. community. It's been great seeing really you. appreciate it. All right. Uh, hey, I'm hungry. How about you? Mahalo Nui for joining us next week. Uh, another episode of What School You Went. Until next time, ahui ho. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimane Gardner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.